0: There is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean fangirl S.
1: And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 9 of Season 1 of Deadly Class.
0: Oh my gosh. I can't believe we're only one episode away of the finale now, too. Uh, no,
1: <laughs> I'm not ready for it to be over.
0: Oh, well, because they have not announced if we're going to get another season yet, which is making me crazy and everybody else.
1: Right. Especially with the numbers they're getting.
0: Right. Now, you have ratings news for us, which doesn't seem to show what I was seeing online. Hmm. Because okay. they were saying that the show's ratings were the highest that they've had all season. And the numbers that you're about to tell us don't really show it, because they were showing a lot of people watching it live. Oh,
1: huh. that's yeah. curious. Yeah, because episode 9 had a 0.14 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.368 million viewers, making it the 64th rated show for the day. Yeah. I know it was, let's see, when it ended... Uh, one guy tweeted that it was number one, trending-wise, on Twitter, but yeah, it, unless that got updated since I pulled the number, uh, that's the numbers that Showbuzz daily dished out. I know, that's why I said it. it's so weird. Now, of course, our live plus sevens are killing it. Mm-hmm. For episode seven, it tied for 14th, and adults 18 to 49 total gain going from to 0.4 for an increase of 0.3. The same it's gotten every Live Plus 7 that's come out on it, which has always made it first in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, increasing by 300%. Now, it did just miss the top 25 in viewers' total gain, going from 0.355 to 0.896 million viewers for an increase of 0.541. But that also brought it in at third in viewers percentage gain, increasing by 152%.
0: It was still, that's a lot of
1: increases. Yes. And you're increasing your 18 to 49 by 300% and your total viewers by over 150 almost week in and week out. Come on, Sci-Fi.
0: Just do it. (laughs) All right. Well, let's jump into episode nine. The Kids of the Black Hole. After discovering Chester has
1: it laid down plans. Finally hit me what that what the title is. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Now I'm sitting here staring at it going, wait, huh? It'll come to me probably in the middle later of the episode. The com-
1: yeah, later in the comic book store.
0: God <laughs> Oh ew. Yeah. Jump in. Saya's <laughs> <laughs> reconnaissance. Saya watches Chester's house where he sees his crazy Performance with Chico's head still around. Yeah. And unfortunately, Shabnam's parents and crazy Brian Potion. What's his name? Dwight.
1: Dwight, yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: when Shabnam's dad gets a chance, he does try to escape, but apparently there's a whole set of deadly booby traps around the house. Sounds and
1: familiar.
0: He falls victim to a really ugly one.
1: Yeah. He sure does. Reminded me of the uh, high school in The Purge.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> I didn't even put them together. But now I'm thinking, okay, I feel like more people would want to get involved to try to take these guys out. Now, obviously, Shabnam is not in the position to do anything, because he's more of forgeries and talking his way out of things.
1: Right. but And he doesn't even know that Chester's got his parents.
0: Right. But I feel like he might want to get involved if he knew. Right. But I don't think he'd be much help.
1: No. He'd be more trouble than it's worth if you wanted a red shirt. <laughs> right. That would be one right there. I, I think you're I right. I'd much rather lose him than any of our crew.
0: True. Well, Sai is taking pictures to bring back to the group so they can try to figure out a plan. And, well, they're going to have to act quickly because Chester's deadline is fastly approaching getting pretty ripe by now. Yeah. Now, obviously, Maria has the most to lose because she's terrified of
1: El Diablo.
0: But at the same time, I feel like maybe El Diablo was just turning around and be like, who's this Chester guy?
1: Yeah, you would think. But who knows? He finds out how crazy Chester is. He might recruit him. Yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) But nevertheless, Marcus promises they'll stop him before anything bad could happen. Well, you know, that's probably going to go to shit.
1: Yeah. That won't happen.
0: Yes. Lynn is giving a lecture then in his class about love being a weakness. And I'm like, wow, pot and kettle, huh? Yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> Majorly hypocritical with his circumstances. And Marcus calls him out. Yeah. But when Marcus was about to take a cane to the face, Maria stops him. When Lynn points out that that just proves how much of weakness Friendship is, too, because he has a blade to her side. Right. So, yeah, you're going to help, but you could have been taken out, too. And I feel like this was all about Marcus, because, you know, Marcus is the one who says, you know, Maria did it to save me because Chico was going to take me out, and then everybody else is trying to save each other. And so Lynn's like, you know, you shouldn't save anybody, apparently. Yeah. But everything that's being taught is going against what Lynn told Marcus when he first got here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's where Marcus really nailed Lynn to the wall was, you're just suppressing what you were, and you're trying to suppress me.
0: Right. And when he points out that you said you were going to teach me how to harness my anger and change the world, but basically you want me to just be emotionless and obey orders, well, that ain't going to be great. Nope. but. I don't know, because Lynn's like, great, because I'm already trying to fight multiple battlefronts because the guild and my sister's belief, and now my sister knows. Obviously, he's not saying this to Marcus, but my sister knows about my daughter and wife, and now I just have to wait for the next attack, and what the hell do I do?
1: Yeah, Lynn's got quite a bit on his plate right now, too.
0: Yes, so while Lynn is choosing defensive tactics, Marcus goes with an aggressive attack plan against Chester before Chester can attack them or kill more people. But he needs help. to be noble. Yes, he definitely needs help. Yeah. When he realizes how messy this is going to get, Willie decides, I'm out. Yeah. I'm not going to do this. Which really surprised me because I thought once everything was out in the open, Willie would be like, you know what? Marcus had my back. I'm going to help him.
1: Right. But no. Because
0: I know, like, I was tweeting, it's ride or die time, Willie.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And his pacifism just yanked him right out of there.
0: Yeah. But he decides to listen to his girlfriend, and they leave both King's Dominion and San Fran, which is really surprising. And I know you and I were kind of tweeting with them, and you're like, oh, I'm so glad that is girlfriend girlfriend's not working for his mom i'm like we got a whole nother episode yeah (laughs) and he liked that one which makes me wonder i'm Uh like
1: oh what's he not telling us yeah because yeah on my tweet about the girlfriend working for his mom he goes oh that's funny i've had a lot of people say that (laughs) yeah it's kind of obvious isn't it like oh man so that's why i want
0: another season yeah but weirdly Anyway, when he asked his girlfriend, he's like, come on, just leave. And she's like, just up and leave. And he's like, yeah. She's like, okay. Which is kind of surprising because she had already gotten away from her family. Right. Or so she said. Yeah. See, I can't trust anything. <laughs> I really can't. Because, you know, we've had our heart broken and hearts broken in Doctor Who. So, okay. you know, I don't trust these things. But on the way out of town, they're getting gas and... There's a man getting beat up and robbed and Willie doesn't do anything. And Gabrielle just like, just call the cops at the next, you know, phone booth. I was re- really, really thinking he was going to do something because right. like, the way he was looking and he kept looking back and especially because the guy had kids. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you think he was rethinking his decision to leave his friends along
1: Absolutely. with not helping this guy? Absolutely. Ah,
0: <sighs> what are you going to do, Willie? Are you going to be in the Calvary and, like, ride in? I don't
1: know. Yep, yeah, we will have to wait and find out what Willie decides to do. But there is some doubt in his head right now.
0: Which I think is probably good for yes, us.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: And we finally get to see Marcus, Cy and Billy go to talk to a couple other of the people to bring them into the crew, Petra and Lex, because we're probably going to need some explosives. I love it because Lex is just like, no, I'm out. I got a ticket. I'm going back home over Christmas break. I'm done. No, no. And Petra's just like, "Mm,
1: we probably need to be part of this. Yeah. And gives him that look.
0: I love it. And he's like, yeah,
1: (laughs) You
0: can't say no. Oh, I might know a guy. I might know a guy. Don't you love that? And I'm thinking, have I ever said that? Not about explosives, but, you know, I might know a guy. And I think I have. Yeah. Well, it's weird because Petra seems to be you know, loyal to Marcus, but why? Like, she has no reason to really be loyal to him.
1: Well, he did try to stand up for during prom.
0: Oh, yeah. And when the karaoke syndicate broke in, right. he helped save her life. Okay. That makes sense. But just, I don't know, so many of them, like, quickly change, you know? So, I don't know. It's cool, and hopefully it will stay that way, but er, I doubt a lot of things here.
1: Yeah. Petra better survive next week.
0: Uh Uh-huh. All right. But she does ask Marcus at one point if Chester's the one who hurt him. Right. Even though she already kind of, you know, had her mind made up with everything, and that's when she's like, yep, all right, we got to do this. Yep. And let's go to Maria, shall we? Maria is not having a good week. Especially after discovering Saya knew about Marcus's life before
1: King's Dominion.
0: But I mean, didn't Saya tell her that Marcus is her pledge so she had to know everything? Yes,
1: you would think just because of that, that she may have gotten information about Marcus's life before King's, before even got to King's.
0: But I guess she's just hurt and maybe jealous because Marcus confided more in her.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: But again, I mean, Marcus probably thought she knew a lot of it anyway. Yeah. So Marcus is like talking to Maria and she's like, I don't want to be alone, especially if this could be our last night together. And he's like, "Okay, I'll stay with you. But when he's trying to ask Saya to handle the explosive by herself with Lex, she, of course, is not too happy. And she's like, you know what? Maria's liability. Get her to the top of her game, whatever it takes. But we see her just crying and downing liquor, and Marcus instead decides to leave her to do that and go help Saya and the gang.
1: Yeah. Which is
0: really kind of weird.
1: Yeah, just a little bit.
0: Okay, apparently Marcus is realizing Maria is a little out there.
1: (laughs) He should know that already. Yeah. So, of course, what's a better place to do an explosive drop than a punk rock concert? Sure, why not? Yeah, the group heads to watch The Adolescents since Billy already has tickets and they meet up with Lex's connection, but this guy has zero interest in actually doing the exchange there. so Because
0: he doesn't like people he doesn't know yeah, and exactly thinks he doesn't know.
1: So. so Lex agrees to take the keys to the comic book shop and deliver the goods while everyone else stays behind.
0: Okay, I was really worried that Lex wasn't going to follow through because right. Petra's like, "No, I'm not giving you the money." Yeah. Because you're going to or you're going to waste it on buying drugs and alcohol." And
1: he's like, "Okay, fair point." Yeah. <laughs> and then the shocker was Marcus is about to leave and say convinces him he needs to live a little.
0: And I'm like, "This is the most polite mosh pit ever." Yes. <laughs> Cuz they're like slam dancing all together and everyone's laughing and And he even says that when they do finally leave the club, he's like, oh my gosh, I thought this guy was going to hit me because I knocked into him and he fell down. Then he was laughing and just gave his hand to me and and hugged me. And I'm like, yeah, most polite
1: ever. Well, Saya did say there were no metal heads there.
0: Okay. And next thing we know, like, Saya kisses Marcus, like, full on. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? What is happening? (laughs)
1: <laughs> you had to know this was coming
0: yeah oh my gosh it was crazy though because then they wake up together half naked or more yeah very hungover, and i'm like wait is he in a cemetery again what is it with him and like dead people <laughs> but i think he's in a park yeah but he doesn't have time to really think about everything
1: because he's late
0: yes opening the comic book shop because if the other guy opens it Oh, my God, the explosives are there. Yep. So we see him just calling ass, which is hilarious.
1: Yeah. Beating himself mercifully on the voiceover. Oh, yeah. How he <laughs> just really screwed everything up.
0: Right. That Not only did he sleep with her, did he actually say that he drunkenly loved her? Oh, crap. Uh, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> grabbing somebody's burrito, throwing up on the way there, everything. It was hilarious. Yes. And then, like, out front of the shop, there's a bunch of preteens who were pissed yes. that he's late. Yeah. And one that just would not leave him alone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marcus yeah. was owed him a sketch, and he was not taking no for an answer.
0: Oh, no matter what. He's like, dude, just screw off. I'm feeling like crap. And right when that voiceover starts, I'm like, don't do it, dude. You're drunk. You don't even remember what you drank. Right. And he's like, I can just turn around and just fart full on this kid's mouth. And I'm like, don't do it. Yeah, no, this is going to go horribly wrong. And it did go horribly wrong. Never trust a fart when you're, like, really hungover, guys. No. Obviously, Marcus showed us that because, oh, God, that was horrible. Yes. And... I don't know, was this excuse? an excuse just have Benjamin Wadsworth mostly naked <laughs> and his friends busted on him? Possibly.
1: Yeah, possibly.
0: I'm like, good God, what is happening? It was gross. Yes. It was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently somebody said it was even worse in the book. I'm like, how? Yeah. <laughs> this is like on screen.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh my gosh. So... Let's jump around, because we have somebody who seems to be playing both sides.
1: Yeah, and that was a bit surprising.
0: Yes, because last week it seemed like Brandy and Victor had decided to go with Gao for their allegiances. Right. And when we see Lin summoned to the guild, previous to this, he tasked Saya with protecting his family during the meeting. So when he gets there, though, his sister is gloating about getting two of his students to turn against him. And it's Brandy and Victor who are standing there and kind of talking smack, too. Oh, yeah. But, you know, she's like, yes, you know, look how far you've fallen. Your students are turning on you. I guess it's officially over. You're done. And why would Lynn give away anything?
1: Exactly. That was just, oh, you had her in the short hairs and you let her get away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That small smile clued Gow in, and right as Victor and Brandy are trying to get her, she manages to get away and traps them in the room with the, the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> that apparently are more than just furniture. They're also her soldiers. Yeah. Although the three of them take all of them down pretty easily. Very. <laughs> They're still trapped in that room, and Victor does manage to like pull open the door enough for uh, Lynn to get out. But the other two, they're just stuck in there. And that's when uh, Brandy's like, are you sure we didn't bet on the wrong horse? Yeah. (laughs) So very Southern, too. Oh, of course. Dixie Mafia. Well, here's what I was thinking. Because Saya didn't stay at Lynn's house like she was supposed to. Yep. Because she joins the group of Chesters. I honestly thought Saya would have taken the family and put them somewhere.
1: That probably would have been a a very good idea.
0: But, like, that didn't happen. No. But when we get there, because she arrives at her friend's side, and Marcus is like, oh, thank God you're here. And did you see that look on Rhea's face? Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) Boy, you just about signed your death warrant there, Marcus.
0: Right, because she looked
1: pissed. Yes, very.
0: But we obviously have consequences. But what's going to happen is the next... In the next episode, I, I think Saya is in,
1: like, deep, deep shit. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I don't think Saya's is going to get out.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, you I know mean, what? She may
1: survive Chester's, but she won't survive Lynn.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking no. But, I mean, this whole plan was to protect Maria, but obviously Diablo already knows she did it. Yeah. But how did Diablo know about the family? It had to be Gao, right? I think so doesn't say it, but I mean, at this point, then,
1: but yeah, it just about has to.
0: At this point, what's the point of taking out Chester?
1: Right. Absolutely. So it's a lose-lose.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do want to say, though, we did get to see this moment where all of them were getting off this, like, van. Right. And I want to see everybody's weapon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because we know Maria's, we know Sia's, and it looked like Lex had a baseball bat. Right. And somebody said Petra's is poison, because when I tweeted that out. So I'm like, oh, it's poison. Yeah. (laughs) From a distance. So I don't know. I just really want to see what happens in that moment, because that's all we see of them. Right. Because I just feel like with everything that happened at Lin's, Saya, like we said, is is not even going to be not just like, holy crap, what did I do? She's going to be heartbroken. Yep. Because, well, Diablo was waiting at Lin's house. With his wife and daughter, sitting down for dinner and talking smack. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to kill your daughter, and you're going to experience my pain. And I'm like, oh, come on. First of all, you got two deadly assassins in there, right? And they had to teach their daughter something, right? This is what I'm thinking.
1: Right. You would think.
0: But when things start to go bad, I mean, Lynn's wife gets up and starts really like taking him down, but she didn't take him out. And neither did Lynn. Come on.
1: Yeah. Why did you not take out? You're in a fight for life and death. You need to kill.
0: Right. Neither of them end up killing it. They should have. They should have. You know, obviously, hindsight, I'm sure. Right. Because Lynn's wife ends up taking out the leg of the chair so that Diablo goes down and she tells her daughter to run. And her daughter just runs in the living room, stands there, and screams. I'm like, okay, you guys didn't teach her crap. No. And you go, oh,
1: this is going to end horribly.
0: Yes. Because I don't get how they weren't able to take out Any of Diablo's goons. Right. Because Diablo ends up shooting Lynn's wife in the head. I'm like, come on. One of you. Well, they took out out one.
1: daughter, And she got up just in the nick of time to take it in the head. Keep her daughter from getting shot.
0: Right. They only took out one of the guys. Right. But she didn't take out any of the main guys. Come on. Take out the other son or something. Yeah. So obviously Lynn's all heartbroken. He grabs his daughter and takes off running. Diablo ends up walking out and two cars pull up and him and his kid and the other, a third guy get in the car to follow. Right. And I was just like, come on, there's gotta be more. They gotta be able to take them all out or, uh, it just wasn't good.
1: Call back another reference here. The, uh, sweet Chevelle exploding in the purge.
0: Right. (laughs) Oh, that was still heartbreaking.
1: Yes. It's like. Lynn has no chance at survival here.
0: Why wouldn't he have multiple plans?
1: Come on. Yeah, especially once he knew his sister knew. Right. He should have moved his
0: family right away. Oh uh, Yeah. Dinky should have gotten involved. Something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Shoot us an email at scifytalk at com. That's S-Y-F-Y. Let us know how you feel about this. If you think it should have been more, it's probably like the book and I haven't finished reading them yet, but I'm still angry. I want more. What's going to happen? Who's going to survive? Lin Gao. I mean, obviously we'll see in the final, but come on. What do you think? And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends, because the show is awesome and they should be watching it. And we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And don't forget to check out www.fangirlzone.com. We have our shopping links over there, so you can always hit the Amazon one. to find Deadly Class Volume 1 of Regan Youth that had a media tie-in, which had all of the photos for the actual actors on the front, which would be awesome to have, too. And finally, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirl S.
1: And I'm Steve. I think you let me live because I'm who you used to be. I'm who you suffocated.